Welcome to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by KMT Partners. I'm Andrew Montesi. Michael Fox, Managing Director of KMT Partners, continues his discussion on family business succession. In this episode, we talk about holding it together, creating the right structure and engaging shareholders. If you listen to this episode and want to know more, obviously continue to listen to the series, but you can go even deeper by reading Michael's family business succession paper titled Riches to Rags in Three Generations. There's a direct link in the show notes for this episode, and you can also find the paper at the KMT website, kmtpartners.com.au. KMT is a leading accounting and wealth management advisory firm in South Australia, assisting you to emerge, renew, grow, and build resilience in business, themes which are central to this podcast series. For more information, visit kmtpartners.com.au. Enjoy this episode with Michael Fox. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. It's great to be back. Now, as we continue this conversation on family business succession, we're now talking about things we can do to hold things together, to hold the business together. So, Michael, what are some of the other risk factors that might prevent a family business from keeping it together? Look, there's, there's the family stuff in the sense of the whole family under all, in terms of intergenerational uh, siblings, cousins and all the rest. But underlying all that is the actual core matter of the success of the business. Whether it be a public company or a private enterprise, yet alone a family-controlled private enterprise, the future relies on the financial horsepower and the values held by the overall organisation and how it relates and achieves in society to candidly seed and nurture every other aspect of aspiration from whether it's employment, ownership, or just being a family member. Hmm. So on a practical level, what are the core fundamentals for family businesses to, to keep it together? I think in respect of the family, there's a whole pile of stuff which is recognition of the challenge that we are a unique community. We have specific influences which are from bloodline and from our marriage scenarios. So we have to respect the challenge. We have to identify what is family issues and family wealth issues versus what are business issues. We need to have ways of not only recognising but sharing the issues and problems and seeking solutions amongst ourselves. So it's a matter of actually communicating amongst ourselves about what are the good things happening, the bad things happening, and if it's a bad thing happening, what are the options and how do we deal with them? So it basically means you have to be committed to the family purpose, you've got to be planning always for the future, and you've got to value the capacity of communication and formal processes of communication amongst yourselves and you must aspire for either the family to be in business as a continuing business, whether that be the existing business of perhaps making jam or re-energising business. So underneath all of this, you need policies which create the predictable issues being seen and dealt with so that if I want to go and work in the family business, I know that I must either get a degree, get experience, and then I can qualify for a job and I've got to be as good as the next guy. I've got to have common understanding of the purpose of our family and our business. 
the processes around me within the family enterprise and that lying family enterprise out to our wealth creation, out to our personal relationships, there must be processes to help it. And probably most fundamentally, in contemporary times right now, there has to be absolutely stoic parenting where the grandparents' original foundation values are seen by the third and the fourth generation as it emerges. Mm. So based on what you're talking about, it seems like that this really needs to be formalised in terms of systems and documentation and, and processes. It needs to on the basis that if it's not written down, then it's always variable. And as soon as there's variation, there's a seed for distrust, disharmony. A good example is... Uh, in the first generation, I presume my children will become part of my business. Do my children want that? So we need to have that. But at the second and the third generations, if the school fees are being paid for by the family business cash flow for their parents and the grandparents want the grandchildren to go to the same school, then how are we going to afford that? So we need to have a policy of what is business cash, personal cash, wealth cash, and reinvestment cash for the family and our continuity. Four very distinct areas. Hmm. So what structure options are available for family businesses and in what circumstances? Basically, the first thing you need to do is you've got to recognise that a family business in its own right needs formal governance structure. So you have ownership meetings, you have strategic meetings of the directors and you have management meetings of the management team and everybody in the business knows what they have to do and why they're doing it. The same has to exist in broad principle for the family. The family exists for what reason? Does everybody agree with that reason? Is everybody able to do it? So you need to be able to document our purpose in the sense of what we see as a vision, what we see as our values for our family, and what we see as our mission. And if that's documented and agreed to, then you have a common leadership point. You need almost replication where the family, as owners of their own family tree, has a guidance council of something, which might replicate a board in a formal corporate sense, and then there's a whole pile of doers amongst the family who achieve things. Not everybody can be involved. So for those that aren't involved, one must be especially attentive to communication with everybody. But because the family capacity relies on the business capacity, there has to be formal communication mechanisms between what is the family business ownership and the family business wealth or family business lifestyle. So there needs to be formal corridors of that. A family wanting to pay for the school fees versus a CEO from a family member who wants to go and spend the same sum of money on a new business asset to set up the next generation of wealth, that's going to be reconciled. Mm. Thank you, Michael. Want to know more about family business succession? Check out the episode notes or the KMT blog to download Michael's in-depth paper covering many of the tips and traps in family business succession. 
And don't forget to subscribe to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by KMT Partners. KMT is a leading accounting and wealth management advisory firm in South Australia, assisting you to emerge, renew, grow and build resilience in business, themes which are central to this podcast series. For more information or to get advice, visit kmtpartners.com.au. 